Welcome to what is the unofficial Fox Rugby podcast year in review. Sean Maloney in at HQ alongside my old sparring partner, Stephen Hoyles. Hoylesy. Yeah, well, sure. Thank to you. Me. Thank you, firstly. But I don't know if it's the unofficial. Like it's the probably, unofficial, unofficial. I think it's the spiritual podcast of we Fox the, Rugby. We were the original. The original, yeah. And then they came in and they, they hijacked put, it. They put Greg Clark's voice on the opening, saying, "This is they, the official they, podcast they, they of jazzed, Fox Sports They jazzed Rugby. it up and it didn't need any jazz. They jazzed it up yeah. and then they had McArdle and Doran and oh. and and look, I tell you what, they've had some great guests across. Yeah, let's not disrespect any of the it's guests. Thanks good, for all your contributions. It is a great podcast, but yep. we'll wrap the year right yeah. now um, and the reason that I wanted to do this is because I've, I've got into a bunch of podcasts of late I'm right back in them I'm doing the ESPN 30 for 30s I'm listening to the Fox ones we got here uh, the other one as well which I can't get enough of at the moment it's Conan O'Brien the late night host over in the oh, States yeah. uh, he does one and the one he did his opening one it's, it, it drops weekly He's, he's nailed one with Will Ferrell, and it oh, is yeah. seriously 45 of the funniest minutes of podcast. You're a get. Will Ferrell man. Oh, he's the best. Yeah. If, if there is one man like I could be stuck on a deserted island with for the rest of my life, it's Will. Really? You know what, man or woman? I'll just take Will. Just I don't care. I'd make it work. And and I think you got to, you're thinking long term there, aren't you? Because oh. it's not about a, a quick in and out. It's, it's about being like a, a stayer, we can, a companion. Like he's my he's my soul. He's my <laughs> life partner. I do like the thing you guys did years ago, Anchorman. I think that was yeah, probably your finest that. moment at we, Fox. We, <laughs> yeah, there hasn't been many to choose. No, nah, there's That's been a, a lot of good ones. Um, okay, so we're, mate, we're going to review the year. So let's go all the way back to the start to the, to yep. January, and this is what happened in Sydney in January. After Williams, the co-captain. She's been everywhere all weekend, and she keeps the sheet clean for Australia. They've won gold at home. It's Lewis Holland. Agarda is there. He got away from one, two, and he is in. Lewis Holland. Going, and now Stenard puts it on the toe, and it needs a good bounce, and the Aussies get it, and John Port puts it down. The drought has been broken on Aussie soil by the men in gold. What about that for a weekend in Sydney? I want to go with the women's first because they created history doing that. A shutout across the entire weekend had never been on the series, men's or women's, will never be done again. Yeah, I was just going to say, I don't think who, It'll never who happen can do again. that. It's just getting too competitive now. I don't think we'll ever It'll see it again. A shutout, a perfect, a donut in terms of their uh, points for and against. Uh, they were so special. And the try that Emma Tonegato scored... I'm in, a, away, in, but away. It oh, it's so beautiful, that Sean. Pure, wasn't it? How good yeah. was it? No, I do I do like you calling that, Sean. It, that it was, was compared to the great David Campese's try. It was it was probably the defining female try we've seen on the seventh circuit. On par, so good. And then, of course, the men's are getting it done as well. Uh, surprise winners. Yeah, they weren't expected at all. And I think they just showed that they have got the potential to do it. And it was... Uh, it was the, the women were all class when, in how they won it. The, the boys were gutsy. And they, obviously, to win a tournament, you've got to show a range of skill and class and all that sort of stuff. But they were gutsy and they were tough and they were gritty. And it was actually the it was the perfect start for the Australian rugby, wasn't it? It was the first time we got to see any Australian sides on home soil. Yep. Packed three days again, was it? Three? Uh, yeah, three yeah. days. Over three, three days. days. Pretty packed Friday. three days. Like, it's been a pretty 
impressive event. This year we'll be going out to, or next year, sorry, we'll next be going year. out to out west because the stadium's getting knocked down. Yeah. So perfect farewell from the Sevens point of view at that stadium. It was unreal. Um, it wasn't just limited to the uh, on-field action. I think your interview with Avo Man in the stands. Andre yeah. was his real name. A big Avo Man. guy. Yeah, I rubbed his belly full of sun cream and what a man he was. I think I don't think I've ever seen any person in any dress up go go viral really didn't he he, he legit went viral yep. so it was and it was such a simple approach yep and then the there was fam- all these people sending in messages of different forms of avo man yeah. over the years but you know what he did it best he it, got the concept he cut it out he used his own big belly and, there was all you, these and, other and you rubbed his belly i rubbed his belly what was it was that banana boat you were slapping on there or something yeah no, it was a coconut oil it was banana he, he had a lot of sun cream on it so mm. he's a wise man you know still sun smart he's a big dude andre Andre basically became on day two and day three because he turned up on day one. He was the story. He wasn't even watching footy. People were just going, If no offence to these people I mentioned, if there was Perry Baker yeah. or Charlotte Kaslick yeah. or Carlin Isles Fast or well, rugby. Scott Curry, whoever it was, they wanted a photo with Avo Man. They just want Avo Man. Yep. Was he a Haas avocado? Uh, yeah, he was. he was a lovely, lovely human being. Yeah, he really was. He South was... African descent. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, am I right in saying that I saw him pop up on set or behind the set of uh, Channel 7's morning show Sunrise yeah. in Martin Place. Yeah, b- as b- before one of the days of the 7's event. He just swung yeah. past. Was, would yeah. have been the, the breakfast the, the breakfast. Yeah. That's where it all started, yeah. The weekend breakfast I think day crew, two. Avo Man in so the So he came to the 7's on Friday. He Amazing. was on Channel 7 on the Saturday. Oh, it was a good weekend, January. Uh, it was... Uh, Littered with Aussie victories. It was a super way to start the year. A month later, we were off and running with Super Rugby and it became fairly clear early on uh, it was going to be tough for the Aussie sides. Yeah, it was, a, it was an improved performance on the year before. Like, I think one of the big... I'm not really huge on stats, Sean, as you know, but one of the big issues in Super Rugby the previous year was how difficult it was for us to score tries and how we had to work so hard to get down the right end of the field to score tries. So I think we had the worst conversion rate from long-distance tries, that like we just weren't scoring them. The end of this year, we actually had a really... Re- I think we were up there right at the top. So we started to play a bit better attacking footy all across the board. The Rebels started really well. They fell away towards the end. Like, they should have made the... They really should have played... The Rebels did start well. Yeah, they should have played their way into the semifinals. The way they finished that, I think they lost... Three or four out of their last four or yeah, five, they, and they they, were, they, they hit, bombed it. Like they hit a banana skin, didn't but they, they? But they had they set up, I reckon, a framework t- to next year, adding in a few more players to go. You know what? We've got to play finals next year. But what about the squad? They've, I mean, just quickly looking ahead to next, uh, the squad they've set up. They've got Matt Tamua heading down there. He won't play that many games. He though, won't. Tamua, will he? Wade goes down there. Yeah. Uh, they lose Sefanai Valu, who heads to QLD. But, uh, I mean, that is a strong squad that Dave Vessels can work with in 2019. He's hoping that they can get it moving in the right direction. So it came down to the Waratahs as the sole side to try and try and push the Aussies' hopes here in 2018. And this is how things wrapped up in their first semi. Bill, Bill. Starting to move, Kirtley Beal, he's got Israel Folau with him. He gets it to Folau, they ankle tap him, but he has the momentum to go across the chalk. Now Folau up from fullback, stepping, bit of room to move here for Folau. Israel Folau! Davida Lee comes across, they change the angle through Phipps and the pass to Foley. He's got a double and the Waratahs are in front. And the Waratahs George, is that time? are still alive in 2018. Yeah, so, I called that game. That you was called um, that game, and then they were off to. So Africa. that gave them the chance to go to Johannesburg, which you also yeah. went over and did. Uh, just 
just too much. Just too much to go and play against the Lions team. I mean, take us to Johannesburg and run us through uh, the, the lead-up and then the eventual game itself. Well, they had a, a tough comeback win against the Highlanders to get themselves on that plane to get over South Africa. So it's always going to be a talking point, the travel and the altitude and all that. And is it almost impossible to do? No, it isn't impossible, but... Almost. No. Well, I guess the Crusaders, Crusaders, Crusaders did it, did it well, that, That's the thing. We've we got to stop saying these things aren't possible because the really, really good sides have done it. So um, it's a really challenging thing to do. They just played against a, a, a better team. The Lions, we all know, like they probably were unlucky not to win it in 2017. They, they went on to lose the final in 2018. But the Tars, I think if you're summarising their season, you say... It's much improved because midway through the year they were still in a bit of trouble as well. Mm. You've got to remember that. Like mm. they've had a pretty. This is that was Daryl Gibson's third season, and his first one was a tough one. His second one, it was touch and go whether he'd stay on for that another year. They, they finished strong. They, they did finish. They played strong. some really good footy towards yeah. the back end of the year. I really do like how the Tars play. Like, yep. it's easy saying that as an old, old player, but yep. <clears throat> their attack looks really good. Their shape they get to. They always find space for their forward runners out on the edge. So. They've got, they got, again, they've got changes to their staff. For next year, Chris Whittaker comes in. Nobby Malone goes out. Um, they've made a few adjustments. They've got a pretty similar squad, so mm. they're going to be expected to do well, as they always are. But, as always but, are. but the way they play, it's actually good to watch. Yeah. People the year before, you couldn't say that the year before about a lot of the Australian supersides. Sure. No, I'm with you. Uh, so that left uh, us with a Crusaders v Lions finale in Christchurch and... Time now for us to to catch up with a man who was on the ground for the big one. How good's this to be able to just pick up the phone, send the message over to NZ and land ourselves one of the most skillful players New Zealand has ever produced. Pretty he handy is, on the voice too. Ah, oh, he's a bloody good commentator. Does the seven circuit, the HSBC Sevens World Series, World Cups, this, that, and the other. Works with Sky Sports New Zealand calls. Carlton, Anna. How you doing, fella? How you doing, boys? I feel a little bit embarrassed about the big talker. That was a big wind-up, actually. It was long, in yeah. fact, In fact, you've, your wind-up... You've achieved a hell of a lot, Carl. Your, your, uh, <laughs> your pump-up is, is, let me tell you, is going to be a lot longer than uh, the one that we give to Scott Stevenson a little later. So uh, you've done well. Uh, you're back from D- Dubai, Cape Town. You've opened the Sevens World Series. USA on top, KT. Yeah, I know. I mean, uh, who would have picked that um, in tournament, you know? But fair enough, you know, they got uh, two cup finals and lost out in the first one to New Zealand and uh, just missed the um, just missed the money in the second one against Fiji, you know? So uh, a lot of people thought, um, you know, they were flashing the pen, but I think they're really showing that uh, other businesses, you know, Sean. I, 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 I was a bit disappointed with the Aussie warm-up, though. It's probably more the thing on tour. I saw Halsey get absolutely smoked in the, in the warm-up. <laughs> no, that's not true, mate. That was my finest moment, playing a bit of one, <laughs> Fiji one-touch against our boys. And I, I think I actually, I think I did that well that I talked them out of a confident game. Like, I walked back in the sheds and went, I've got to stop doing that to the lads because they've just been schooled by a 37-year-old. No, I don't think that's how it went, mate. That's what I think. And most of, the, most of the guys in that Aussie Sevens team, their arms are bigger than your quads and calves combined. What's in, your, in between your ears, Sean? We all know that. <laughs> um, so, I'll just say, boys, I've got to say, um, I was in Cape Town and I, and I, was, uh, I was in my, uh, my big van going to do some work and I get this uh, beat right next door to me. And I saw these two blokes sort of staring over. So I went down the window and... Uh, one was uh, Kenwell, and the other one, the other one was the cat, Louis Holland. Oh, Lewis, yeah. in a McLaren. They're in a McLaren. They're in a McLaren. A million dollar McLaren. 
Well, there you go. Balling. I wasn't there in Cape Town, KT. That sort of that might have been where it went pear shaped. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wasn't such a strong. You drive McLaren when you get number one. You that's drive that right. on a Sunday night, go yeah. do a couple of hot laps. I'm surprised Simon fit in the car. Well, hey, to be honest, yeah. So, so manager, look out for that bill. It's going to be an awesome one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll pass that one on to Tim Walsh, mate. Yeah, I'll go straight through to Walsh. Pass on to Walshie. Hey, KT, I need to take you back to, uh, when was it? Late July, early August. We were just wrapping the season and you were on the ground for the Crusaders' big win against the Lions. Uh, obviously, we didn't have an Aussie yep. side in the Super Rugby final. Uh, talk us through that Crusaders' season. You were there week in, week out across the lot of it in NZ. Um, how strong is this Crusaders was the 2018 Crusaders side against some of the other legendary uh, Red and Blacks outfits? Yeah, I think the thing is um, uh, it's all come from Razor Robinson. He's created uh, an environment, a different environment and coming um, totally from a different angle. You know, uh, Razor's been brought up in that, uh, in that Canterbury outfit right from the get as a player, right from the young fella and um, he's taken on board uh, the sort of ethos and spine of, of what they, they, they um, see as their foundations. But now I think he's brought a different uh, view towards them. As we all know, he loves to break down to what have you. And he's got a, and he's on a tangent. I'll be honest, he is on a tangent. But his, his love for the, uh, for the for the Crusaders and the Canby um, Union itself, I think you can't, you can't deny. And he's, and I, I think it's freshened up a lot of those players that have been there for a while, such as Rito and such as um, Whitelock and such as the Crockets and all those sort of dudes. You know, so. Um, to be, fair, mate, like, to be fair, KT, like a couple of years back, we didn't know of too many of the names that are now starring for the Crusaders. And I probably aside that once they lost Richie and Dan Carter, that naturally everyone thought, oh, they're, they're probably just going to have a little bit of dip here. But what Razor's done so well, he's had the New Zealand under-20s, he's had the ITM Cup Canterbury side. So he's literally nurtured probably a dozen of these players into standout super rugby players. And they've won two in a row now. They're going into a World Cup year they're just as likely to go three in a row. Like, they are a quality, quality side, aren't they? Yeah, and that's the thing. That's the thing. Sag Hall's, he's, he's, um, he's, uh, he's, he's grown the base, you know, and, and um, a lot of good blokes missed out. I mean, this kid, uh, George Bridge, got a cap this year against yeah. Japan. He's a, he's a guy that um, missed out on all age grades, got um, sort of recognised in under-19s, and um, that's where Razor was before he took the 20. So kids like that are a prime example, as you say, you know, and they know they're going to lose all blacks um, next year. So I think that's... Another reason why he's recruited so well and they've been so strong. Super Rugby final itself. Uh, talk us through it. Were the Lions ever a real shot of getting it done in Christchurch? Nah, nah I'll be honest. Not right from the get-go. I mean, it was, for one, freezing. And that's not uh, a Lions sort of game plan. I'll be honest. Like, we were sideline. I had three thermals on me. It's really shocking. And I, th- I think um, they, they, and, and the physicality, when, it, you know, when it's cold like that and people stand on your feet and... And that's what the Crusaders do straight out of the gate. They just elbows, you know, shoulders everywhere, and they've got the Lions off guard. And um, I mean, the Lions is a very good team, as you know, two, two finals in a row. But I think um, down near the Crusaders, man, they're tough to beat at any, any stage. But on that mind, there's, there's no chance. KT, hit us with another highlight of yours from the year, mate. What else jumped out at you? It doesn't have to be. 15s, it can be sevens, whatever gets you going. Oh, I mean, I, I'd have to say the Rugby World Cup in, uh, in, in San Fran, just being with you, my mate, calling that final. I mean, in that backdrop and how it all played out, you know, that's for me was something that's always sticks in my mind. Is especially going to a non traditional rugby place and to be that successful in the way the Yanks do it, you know, it's. Um, it was a pleasure. It was more just being next to you, Sean, and you know that. Oh, uh, it was good. Hey, KT, just on times. that, you and Sean have spent a lot of time together on the circuit. Sean had a, a few throat troubles midway through the year over in, I think it was the 
Paris League of the Seven. I told you what happened. There's mate. Someone smoking in front of him. Is that uh, what? Is that what it was? That's what happened in Paris. In, when I was down in the south of France doing the twenties yep. World Cup with KT, I had this jerk Frenchman in front of me, chain smoking, two straight games, double header situation. By the time I got to London, I had no voice. I didn't yeah. even go out in no, London. No, I, I'm not. I'm not questioning when he went out in London. But I, KT, I have can you please come to my defence? You had a few vinos in Paris. No. Uh, honestly, honestly, Halsey, I mean, it wasn't just one bloke. It's like 10,000 people just puffing smoke right in your nostrils. It's true. smoke, so it's, 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 it's no joke. They don't Short care. Sure, up on the northern beaches of Sydney. Like, he knows what a, a nightclub-infested cigarette smell feels like. <laughs> they don't care, mate. With the, honestly, these crowds, the, like, at the 20s, you know what, at the 20s... Um, World Cup final, England v France. It was England-France, wasn't it, KT? In Bézier? The final? Yeah, the final. And France yeah, won. Yeah, yeah. And France won. And it was like, there was like 25,000 people there. And players were all smoking. smoking pre-game. They smoked pre-game. Smoking, yeah. yeah, why not? It's and, just... and you know what? And, they, what? and you look at them, they just shrug their shoulders. and. and they what? don't care. They're, they're relaxed. <laughs> they they, don't they care. just don't care, for sure. But that was just such a good tournament. Yeah, and even like the women's, like, um, I figured out, I saw them in Monaco when I was doing the awards there. And the Listen to this guy, over, Monaco. Cover the seven, as you do, you know. Sound like a prince. Office, he does. Like, the Maori prince. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> that's it, don't pay for anything. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you know it. <laughs> but I was in the gym session with these girls, and, 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 and man, those are monsters. Oh, I went on the car day when I saw them rocking and started chucking them around. Yeah, no, that Michaela Blythe, she's got arms, uh, well, again, bigger than you, Halsey. She's, yeah, again, she's like, one of the main reasons I did retire was when I saw footage of Elliot Green deadlifting and box jumping, and yeah. I was like, that is Squat. twice <laughs> I've ever done. Squats 200 <laughs> I am done. I'm Squats out. Squats 200. Yeah. Uh, KT, we're going to let you run, buddy. Great to catch up. Have a great Christmas with uh, with Karen and the gang. Give, our, give the gang our love, and we will see you over here. We'll roll out the welcome mat for you for the Sydney Sevens next year. We're doing things a little differently in 2019. We're off to Homebush, which will be good to... We're going west car, we're west going, side. We're going west we're going sides. West. Um, and, uh, and you look after our colleague Greg Clark when he comes over for the <laughs> Hamilton Sevens a week early because he has a propensity to blow himself up. <laughs> we're, still, we're still trying to find pieces of him from Dubai. But he's <laughs> always, he has a good, like, excellent point, as always. A pleasure. See you, buddy. Bye, mate. So, Halsey, Crusaders win, and there's some dancing and all that sort of stuff. Love all that. Yeah. Um, How do you go breakdancing, you reckon? I'd probably break my back. <laughs> I'd probably <laughs> give it a new turn, wouldn't you? Yeah, I've got you have had back, you have had back issues. I'm doing yoga now. How is your yoga going? Oh, mate, I'm getting good at it. How many days a week are you doing it? Three, four. Really? 100%. Have you bought a, an unlimited pack, have yeah, you? Yeah, I did. I, yeah. I, I've got a membership, Transform yeah. Yoga, and it is life-changing. Yeah. For those who don't know, Sean loves his surfing. Yeah. Loves having a beer. Sure. And to do both, he's got to balance it out. So you this is what to. yoga does that. And you've had, you have had a couple of episodes. Can you talk us about your first episode with your back <laughs> back in Fox? I prefer not to. All those years ago? I prefer not to. I'll give you a know, quick summary of it. You know what ended up with me being transported to St Vincent's Hospital yeah. with eight people lifting Because the bloke hundred. in the office next to you on the overnight shift had his headphones on and couldn't <laughs> hear you call. I was screaming <laughs> from the floor whilst logging the Federer v Nadal final for the French Open in 2007, screaming, ah, ah, my back, ah! And no one could hear me. I was screaming to the abyss. And then I managed to lift my arm up and knock the phone off and ring security. And then one ambulance crew came and then they said, can you get up? I no. said, no. And they said, and then they had to get another ambulance crew to come and help lift me and two security guards, six people. Gotcha. 125 kilo deadlift. Good luck. Uh, so... 
yoga is, is going great guns. Um, another man who loves yoga. Actually, you know what? You go grab your you go grab your your Uber Eats from upstairs. Gotcha. Um, I'm going to get Sumo on the phone from NZ. Okay, you do that. Well, it is just such a treat. It really is to be able to catch up with this man, the the man who delivers such dulcet tones from New Zealand week in, week out through Super Rugby, and then there's other glimpses of him on the box. And I speak of Scott Sumo Stevenson. How are you, brother man? Shorty, I'm not bad, mate. Not bad. Just uh, just winding on down. Just getting ready for the New Zealand Rugby Awards tonight, Shorty. The New Zealand Rugby Awards. Oh. Every year around this time, I hand out the gongs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what are you thinking? Who, who's who's going to be taking the top gong? Hard to say, mate. Hard mm. to say. Uh, well, of course I know, but uh, I'm not telling you. Yeah, no, don't uh, tell. Don't tell. And it'll, it'll date anyway, so it'll date. Yeah, because it'll absolutely date. Yeah, because we, you know, I know that this will probably go out what next year. Yeah, probably depends on uh, producer Phil's commitment to it, which looks minimal. So I'll go sure. maybe twenty twenty. Sure. Hey, can I, I give you? Can I, I give you my like shout? Yeah, I want to give you my. I reckon Bowden Barrett. I I love watching that bloke play. Yeah, you know why you love watching him play? Because he's terrorised you blokes all season. That's why. It's a begrudging respect from across the Tasman, and, and I appreciate that. But, you know, we have a saying over here, Shawnee, that all that glitters is not gold. Uh, and I guess when it comes to the Wallabies this season and the Blitters, like, all that was gold did not have any glitter. So... Um, well, let's talk about let's let's talk it. That's that's why you're here, my friend, to talk New Zealand v Australia. This is this is sort oh. of the August stretch of our season review. There are uh, a few of us over this side of the ditch, and you know that I'm one of them, who really want to see Australian rugby strong again. And uh, there, there were some of us who really thought that this could be a season during which Wallaby rugby was back on the map, and the Bledisloe like, became a genuine contest. Um, and unfortunately, that, that second half and that first letters though, just got played to any notion that, that there was a, a genuine competition here. I don't know why that is. It's, it's not, I don't think, about the personnel involved over there. Um, I know you've had some ructions around coaches just lately, and, and that's been the chat all through the season. But there was just a gulf in class. And, and I think, too, uh, more importantly, a gulf in understanding what it takes to break a team down and then to put the foot on the throat. And the All Blacks certainly know what it takes when it comes to British Lake Cup rugby at the moment. Hey, Sumo, how are you, mate? We often struggle, Sumo, yeah. with communication halls and I. If we were a married couple... Well, mate, we wouldn't be, would we? We yeah. wouldn't. It just wouldn't. We'd, we'd be <laughs> well, looking at separation early. Like any good married couple, even though you've got your problems, you've got your communication breakdowns, you still make it work. It's a better or worse situation, boys, and the vows are tight between you. Yeah, they we are. We probably look at like a, a Google Calendar next year we could share like maybe. A, like a family share Something one. like that, yeah. yeah that, do you want in on that, Sumo? We'll send you the link too. You can see what we're up to. Yeah, I'd love that. You know, we've, we've got a very similar thread like that, haven't we, Shawnee? I, I love hearing all about you guys going out for lunch to me. It's, uh, it's really doing heaps for me. Hey, uh, can I get a highlight of the year for you uh, from your side or around the rugby world? And can you narrate it just in the eloquent tones yeah. that I'm so used to? Yeah, look, um, my old mate Crocky playing a 200th game was a very special moment for me and uh, obviously getting him to uh, put his biography down as a book. Great book, by the way. Crocodilla. So that's White Crockett. That's the uh, Crockzilla, All Blacks and Crusaders that's legend. That's right. Um, you know, to watch a guy like that who's just, just a great man and he's just a great rugby man 
uh, played 200 Super Rugby games. So I thought it was an incredible occasion for him. Um, and hey, Sumo, sorry to jump in on you. I also heard that he's yeah. going to play a couple of years of club rugby. Is that correct? Yeah, mate. He's signed on to play two years with the uh, Tasman Marcos. How good's that? So, uh, it, Fins up. Look at these moves announcing. And uh, what about last weekend? He got kept in the Barbarian. First Saw that. He played for the Barbars. And, uh, you know, he did report back that the South Africans love a drink. But uh, not surprised there when it comes to Barbarians club rugby. But... Oh, look, he's had a great career and, and, and we're very proud of him and, and it was great to be on hand and watch that presentation and, and see how treasured he is in his neck of the woods in Christchurch. And, and the other one, boys, counterintuitively, uh, I had the pleasure of um, going over to uh, England and Ireland for the English and Irish test matches, the all-black test matches with uh, six of my mates and uh, tripped around. And at that occasion at Aviva Stadium, that test match, uh, Elvis ended an Irish victory, but I don't think I've been in an atmosphere like that in my life and uh, I've seen a lot of co it was an absolute joy, uh, notwithstanding the result, to be there and to be a part of that and to see what that win meant for the Irish, for the country, and for rugby in that place too. And it made me think, I think, will rugby miss a trick not appointing the World Cup to Ireland in 2023? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a good shout, to be honest. I think Ireland have done some amazing things in the last three years. How they've turned their small rugby nation into a powerhouse that they are. And I'd almost go as far as saying they're close. They have to be equal World Cup favourites at the moment, the Irish. The way they play the game, they've beaten the All Blacks yeah. two out of the last three It's occasions. good World Cup-style footy, isn't oh, it? Oh, it's intelligent, Control mate. possession. It's, 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 just this, it's the best defensive line speed. You see, you know the best of the British Lions we saw in New Zealand? Mm. Like that controlled line speed, that good spacing around the yeah. edge of the ruck. That's everything you see in the Irish Test team. And, look, look, you know, Schmidt's done an unreal job. Yeah. And it's no surprise that Andy Farrell was the defensive yep. coach for the Lions and he's the defensive coach for Ireland. Look, uh, you know, the All Blacks have really struggled to counter that defensive pressure and uh, that's going to be a challenge for them heading to the World Cup. But, but I think you're right. Ireland deserves to go into this World Cup uh, with true belief that they're going to advance uh, further than they ever have before. Uh, before we let you go, Sumo, quick plug for the book. If I want to put my feet up across the Christmas break, grab a cold one and just take in all that yeah. is why Croc at the Croczilla. Where can I find your book? Oh, you can chuck a, you can chuck a search into Amazon there for Croczilla, Sean, and uh, you can download that on Kindle or order the copy yourself. And, uh, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. It's, uh, it's really the story of perseverance and the fact that in rugby union, uh, a setback's just an opportunity, mate, and uh, there's no such thing as a smooth line to success. There's a lot of ups and downs, and and I think every kid who, who reads that story and, and every adult who reads that story could learn a lot about what it takes to get better and better despite a lot of pressure and a, and a lot of uh, personal doubt. Oh, it's good, Aries. It really is, mate. Uh, we can't wait to hear your voice again next year. Super Rugby will be with us in just a moment. And to you and your family, Scott Sumo Stevenson, we say uh, Merry Christmas and, uh, and a very Happy New Year, fella. Oh, Johnny, Hall's there. It's been a pleasure, boys. You guys have a great break, and uh, yeah, we'll see you when uh, the Wallabies bounce back for the World Cup. Hey, Sumo, are you getting down the coast again, the caravan park with Croc, Zilla, and the lads? Do you know what? I'm not doing the caravan park oh. this year, Wolsey. I'm, I'm heading north to uh, Tipai Pukaro, which is northwest yep. my, uh, oh, well. my home province, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know it well. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to I'm going to kick back with uh, with the people of the childhood, and uh, I think it's going to be quite restorative. Okay, there there enjoy is. that. Thanks, Rob. I'm going to get the Croczilla book. Mm-hmm. I got the Croczilla book for Christmas. With a break, I'm going to come back. I'll get, we'll have a book report maybe next year when we come back from the break. But I'm looking like forward to reading Croczilla. Yeah. yeah, we'll do a book club. Tom no, English Rob. does a book club down the Rebels. I know he does. And we should go and do a bit more time with him down there. Um, we can go surf bells with him again. Why not?
get yeah. Sam Jeffries in the mix as well. Uh, but, uh, I mean, Sumo, he says that they need Australian rugby to be strong, and we need... They all say that. They that, don't mean it. I think he does, though. Nah, yeah, Sumo probably does. I think he does. Uh, it, I reckon the nation has, like, this, like, hidden they meetings, like a, a, a national board meeting, yep. where they say, listen, the public message is, we need Australian rugby to be healthy. You think so? And then they but say... But deep just, down... They love it when we lose. Mm. Yeah. They love it more <laughs> than might, anyone. You might be right. Yeah. We've actually kind of skipped past the Australia-Ireland series. And the, um, re- the, re- the series was, itself was... The series was amazing. was really good for the game. I think it got yeah. people buzzing about it. My, do you, want, do you know no, what? No, you know what? I think the highlight was... And it's not, a, it's not a good one for Australian rugby, but what highlighted how Ireland is so good, we were up 7-0 in Melbourne. Mm. We'd already won the first one. Yep. So we win game two, we win the series. Yep. We're up 7-0... Like Ireland are 40 metres out, they get a penalty. Normally, they Six just knock three. it over. Yep. And they kick to the corner. And a lot of people were thinking, why aren't they taking the points? Yep. And I was even thinking, oh, maybe he was not confident with the kick. Yep. And I was up in the top watching it. Mm. And I watched as they kicked to the corner, I saw Sexton get over to Connor Murray and Omani, the captain, the mm. six, or the, the captain, the nine and the ten. And they just had this quick conversation. Then they threw the line out to the Taylor line out, which yep. is always... Pretty tough to do that while they've yep. got up in the air. Good attacking spot, though. Then, then the they tail. drove that line out five yep. metres infield. So they had themselves 20 metres to play with. Connor Murray darted down the short side, threw a ball straight over the top, knowing the Wallabies winger would jam in. Ball goes straight over the top. They score in the corner. They kick the goal at 7 all. I was Momentum like, swinger. I, Momentum Series swinger. swinger. But, but not just, just to go on, that is the difference with Ireland now to where they were five or ten years, or ever. That's a bloody, it was a bloody good Irish team. Yeah, it was, a, it was a great series, and we now know. At least we beat Ireland. New Zealand couldn't manage that. No, I know. But th- then again, you, that's what really frustrates you because you go, you go really close in a series against a quality side like Ireland, yep. and then we almost fall apart after that when we come to the rugby championships. And okay, the well, first let- game every year, that... Rugby championships is killing us. Yeah, I know. I don't reckon we should be playing New Zealand in the first game. That's true, but you know, what do we do? Like we play Argentina. They beat us, Sean. They really. Did, you know what I didn't though. like? And oh yeah, I... let's okay. So that's Ireland done. That's no problem. That's Ireland done. Uh, let's go NRC. Rugby cha- no, rugby no, 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 no. I've got Swaney coming in later for the NRC okay. rugby championship. Best perform- best performance from the Wallabies all year. Surely that game against Argentina. The second half. Just the second. The half. second half in. In was it in Buenos uh, Aires? No, it wasn't. No. It was in the other one. Not Mandel- Mandolfa. Mandolfa. No, it wasn't there. Was in Thol- I was there the year was before. It, was I got it in Tholta. I got pneumonia in Mandolfa. Oh, man, um, and, out with Sparko. And Kaif and I got hurled over at customs. They thought we were drug traffickers on the way back. Narcos. Yeah. Um, watching that at the moment. Great show. Heavy, yeah. Uh, so that second half against Argentina over there in Argentina, I tell you what. You just, you just, you just look back at that. You look at it and you go, oh man. Just let yourselves go, boys. Oh, that was release such, the shackles. Oh, yeah. You know, like some yep. of the tr- it's the small. You talk about the small things, the detail. That was a game just where the lines were right, the passes were perfect. Like, Tolu Latu came on and yeah, although the front row came oh, on and played row. really well, putting easy Falau through holes. Oh. Like, it was, it was really, really fun rugby to watch, wasn't it? Oh, jeez. The whole game right. was because Argentina did it to yeah. us, and it's. That's essentially why you like this game of rugby because things can happen from yep. nowhere. The first half, Argy were absolutely phenomenal. Yep. They blitzed us and, as everyone thought, we can't come back. So one of the – was it the best Wallabies comeback in history? I think it was. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was the biggest. I think it was the, it was the biggest ever in, T1 in T1, yeah. Yeah. test match comeback in history. That's how good it was. You, you bounce on out for a second. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this room ain't big enough for you. What man. are we doing? This room ain't big enough for you, me and Swaney. Are you doing NRC? I'll call, just give my NRC highlight. Okay. No, do that after. 
Okay, what? you, you okay. Get, out. get out. Go on, get. Go on, get. Swaney, welcome, buddy. How are you, friend? Oh, thank you, mate. It's it's an absolute pleasure to be on the Fox Rugby podcast. Yep. Yeah, no, it's nice to have you in. And it was some kind of an NRC, wasn't it? We're into year five of the National Rugby Championship. You were at the forefront of it the whole way through, uh, commentating week in, week out. How did you rate the season as a whole? Oh, look, as a whole, I thought it was um, very entertaining to watch, as always. I mean, a lot of tries scored. I think the best thing to come out of 2018's NRC season was some of the individual performances. That's probably where I'd rate the, the success of the NRC this year. Obviously, Talk to me who? Well, I mean, obviously Fiji win the, win the title, right? So, you know, they are the entertainers of the, of the competition. They've got guys across the park who can play, but Vedakani, the 10... He was the guy this is the for me. Drew, the Drew 10. The Drew 10 yeah. for mine was the best player to come out of the NRC this year. Um, you know, he's playing for Fiji already. So a great success for them. And uh, he, he could play at the World Cup next year. Uh, could play against the Wallabies and could carve them up. Like, that's, a, that's, that's a, how good he was. That's how good he was. Who would you liken him to? Like, give me, give me a player. To, not everyone was across all the NRC. Who would you liken... Alvaretti, Vedakani too, in terms of Australian... Let's go with uh, former Australian Wallabies. Okay, so former Australian Wallabies. Um, I reckon he's 2011 Quade Cooper. Wow. He, he's got that kind of skill about him. Wow. So he's the sort of guy who can make something out of nothing. Yeah. And he did that time and time again. Feet, unbelievable feet. Dancing feet. Oh, he's got some dancing feet on <laughs> got him. Got some real dancing feet on oh, him. Oh, good. But also the ability to see the space in behind, put his little chips in and... And he had guys around him as well who were able to finish off what he started. Um, and, you know, he scored some awesome tries himself. So so that was uh, that was the Fijian side of things. What about uh, those who might go on to represent Australia that we hadn't seen? So we're talking rookie NRC players that have come through and Sean in 2018. Uh, the big standout for me, uh, Jordan Patea. Mm. Um Obviously played for the Reds earlier this year, so yeah. he's sort of he's taken a little different track. But I think he really stood out in the NRC this year for Queensland Country. Scored some unbelievable tries. He, he's a, you know, Israel Folau Mark II, I reckon. Jordan mm. Patea. He's the sort of guy who you give him the ball uh, when there's nothing on, and he can make something happen as well. He he scored th- through sheer strength. Some amazing tries, but also has the ability to finish off other people's good work. Um, you know, you saw a lot of him as well, and and he went on the spring tour as well. Probably, th- probably on the Gutted back of didn't get a run. I know he didn't get a run in Italy. Little hamstring tear. It was probably on the back end of that NRC that that selection as well. Yep. Uh, I mean, he had a pretty, you know, he'd been earmarked as a star of the future by Michael Checker, obviously. Uh, but that NRC really put him in the frame for a Wallaby selection. Obviously picked, and then yeah, the little hammy bugger. The footy this year was easily the best of any of the NRCs we've seen. Definitely, the footy was easily the best. Definitely, yeah. and, and we're talking from a, an attack and defence oh, um, you know perspective. I think this year's NRC will would. Uh, if you had that every year, that would develop future Wallabies. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, lastly, Swaney, a highlight. Have you got a highlight from a year? Well, a highlight number from one year. moment. What do you got? Yeah, you know what? That just from a, a, a particular moment where Quade Cooper slides over the sideline mm. and takes the ball in one motion in a quagmire, slides, leaves the ball behind, gets up, runs back in, picks yep. it up, and then throws it around the back to Adam Korchek. 
You just, know what? We'll, we'll link to that off this podcast. We'll link to that. I was actually left speechless. You were calling it. I was calling it. I was sort of left speechless at the time. Cam Shepard had to jump in. I know I, you're a big Quaid fan. You probably would have had a like. You probably would have felt fuzzy in all the right places. I kind of just got a bit lightheaded. Yeah, yeah. I can <laughs> see that. I can see, I see you now recollecting it. I hope you can bring that to the Super Rugby next year. Perfect. And I'm going to pull Halsey back in. Have a good Christmas. We've enjoyed you calling all year long, fella. You go get yourself a nice uh, a nice cold one. Put the feet up. And we'll see you again, Andrew Swain, in 2019 uh, on our TV screens. Thank you, mate. And you have a good Christmas and a happy new year. And, and Hoylesey, I hope he enjoys his BLT when he comes in. Oh, the big man departs. Hoylesey comes back in. NRC, we did a lot on the road together as well. We did. Do you know what? I'll tell you what. Before, now that Swain is out of the room, we can talk about him. You won't find a man who loves the NRC more than Andrew Swain. Loves rugby more than Andrew Swain. He, he is Ned wa- Flanders of rugby. He, the NRC specifically. We've got a we've got an in, like a, sort of an in game going here, don't we? At Fox, where Swainy is is your NRC Flanders and Drew's Wallaby Drew Flanders. Mitchell is Wallabies. Can't Flanders. say a bad word about the NRC in front of Swainy, and you can't say a bad word about the Wallabies no, in front of no, Drew. No, you can't, and that's why we love them. Yeah, just a couple. Maybe of... they could just be known as Todd and Rod. Do you... <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's funny though? When sometimes the Flanders, both of them, NRC Flanders, yeah. Swainy and. And Wallabies Flanders, um, Drew Mitchell fight on Twitter. They do with each fight other. on Twitter a lot. Well, Drew likes to fight on Twitter with anyone. Yeah, but Swaney. Yeah, that goes. Do you know what that goes back to? What Swaney had a crack at Matt Kiddo in 2011. The Samoa Test in the yep. Samoa Test when Australia went down to, to be fair, pretty handy Samoan team yeah. before the World Cup. And Swaney popped a, a bit of chat off, uh, not at Gitz directly. No, he trolled him. Uh, Swaney trolled him. He tr- the, you know what? There's no getting away from it. And then Drew. Drew went back, and the great news is they patched that up last year at yeah. our Christmas party. They, did, yeah. they FaceTimed him, and then and then they smoothed things over. Yeah, but still they fight the Flanders. They do. Yeah. Uh, okay, so your NRC highlight. Well, as I sit here eating Uber Eats, my NRC mm. highlight was when I was really hungry at Leichhardt Oval, and production didn't feed us. Oh yeah. So we ordered oh, an Uber Eats pizza to the delivery yeah. to the commentary, the commentary box, box at Leichhardt Oval. That I don't think that's ever been done before. No, I would say that's ever been done in world yeah. world sport commentary. So we got a pizza center, and that's my favourite oval besides Coogee Oval. Leichhardt mm. Oval is the great second greatest oval because of the West Tigers. Bowman Tigers West, originally, yeah, but now West Tigers. West Tigers. So NRL. to sit there and share a pizza with you. Oh, and the game was still going. Yeah, it was. Who played? It was the Rays. It was versus... the lowest game of the year, no question. <laughs> it was a. Pie Pile of junk. It was shocking. Oh, there's been a few tough ones, Sean. No, that was sh- that was oh, the, sh- the Bond University. The, the um <laughs> the storm we suffered through. Oh, where we sat on the under the scaffolding, calling the game. That's right, Gold Coast, yeah. Bond University, Queensland. Like, country. The game got called off. Game there we are sitting under a Bunnings pa- tent. Under a Bunnings tent with powerpoints all next to us swimming in water. Like we're lucky to be here, Sean. And you know when they say, you know when they say, get away from the highest point when there's a lightning storm. <laughs> We were attached yeah. to the highest point. We were in the highest point and we had to go and off air for the medal. And then I got sent to run over the other side of the field and do a quick piece of camera. Oh, a yeah. part of me wanted to go out that day. You wanted... I was in a tough place. I had a couple of but then again, you asked under. Flanders, Swain, and he says it was a fantastic game. Oh, good crowd, good people. Great. There was eight people what there. What refereed. That was, was his a, response. There was eight people there because on account of the... Eight the, smiling people. On account of the cyclone yeah. that hit. That yeah. was that. Was it was that. a safety zone. Get to yeah. the, get to the that was, It was good. And it's been, it has been uh, a fun year for us. We get that the results 
weren't great, but you got to find happiness in your own way, don't you, Stevesy? You, you just got to get. You got to be content and happy um, in your own space. Rugby's about you got to take the highs with the lows. We've seen a lot of lows. Next year could be a completely different yep. story. You got to stick by your team, Sean. You do, um, and and that's what we'll do in 2019 when we bounce back. It is. It's great to be back in your ear holes mm. in the on the unofficial. Fox Rugby The unofficial, podcast. spiritual the unofficial, unofficial, podcast. The original. The original and spiritual. Still the original. Um, and you reckon Doran and Worthington will listen to this? No. <laughs> Probably hung over from the Rupert party where they went and no. free boozed all day yesterday. Yeah, they're a strange bunch, those yeah. journos. They're a strange well, bunch. Love a free lunch. Um, look, we'll be back, mate. We'll be back next year. We'll start with the Sydney Seven. So we can't wait to, uh, to have you... Or for us to be with you via the Sydney Sevens next year, but we might even we might even punch out a preseason podcast and and review our break and um, and just get back in here. You going anywhere? Get back break? in your ears again. Uh, no, I'm just going to surf and do yoga here in yep. Sydney. I can't wait. Um, Halsey, uh, I hope you and and, uh, and Lara and the kids have a terrific break. And to those of you listening at home as well and who have been a part of the Fox Sports Rugby broadcast this year, we thank you for watching and listening. And we hope that each and every one of you too has a fantastic Christmas and we will see you on the other side for 2019 the World Cup is just around the corner